Hey, man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy, my rabbies, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl, man. Comedy, comedy keeps coming back in a big way, man. It's really cool to see uh, everybody on the Nashville scene pushing themselves, you know. It's been great. There's been a lot of shows, a lot of showcases coming up. Uh, Third Coast Comedy came back recently, and I did that mic the other night, and it was great. It was one of my favorite mics in town. So yay for Nashville Comedy, man. Uh, speaking of Nashville Comedy, last night we uh, hosted Eddie Pepitone at the East Room. Man, what a fun show. You know, a lot of comics there, a lot of uh, quote-unquote real people there. It was just a fun night, man. We didn't know what to expect, and, and you guys uh, exceeded expectations. So thank y'all, man. You don't like me tooting the horn, but I'll do it for him, man. The guy that was instrumental in putting this thing together for the East Room is our guest today, man. That's right. The one, the only, Josh Lewis, man. See, you thought I was going to say big dog, but I didn't. I'm saving that for later. <laughs> Josh Lewis. So check it out. Josh is the uh, current host of Ultimate Comedy at the East Room. So if you're doing your homework out there, folks, you see the trajectory being Brad Edwards, Joshua Wagner, Josh Lewis. It just made sense to have uh, the third host on here, right? Because I already had Brad and I already had Josh. Now we got the other Josh. <laughs> No, man, Josh, and you know, it's cool because doing these episodes makes me think back to when I first met, you know, the guests. Sometimes I never met him at all. But with Josh, man, I can't pinpoint how I met him. He's just kind of always been there. (laughs) It's it's like that movie, uh, Sixth Sense, you know, where it's right in front of your face the whole time and you just never noticed. That's Josh Lewis, I think. That that sums up Josh Lewis. (laughs) Got him. No, man, he's uh, been a really good friend of mine for a long time uh, since I started doing comedy. Like I said, he's just always kind of been there. I don't remember the official, uh, you know, meeting of the minds or what it were, but I hang out with Josh a lot. Uh, Josh would probably say too much, but hey, man, what are you going to (laughs) do? Sorry about your luck, man. Uh, So what follows is a fun conversation. And uh, this is the first time we did like a quote unquote, again, I'm quoting you can't see me all I'm quoted. Uh, an open air podcast. So we did it live at a bar because uh, that's what me and Josh like to do is be live at bars. So uh, it's a fun conversation. I think you'll dig it. And there it is. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the big dog, Josh Lewis. Uh, here's another little thing about me. I've been uh, tricked into eating bologna about, I don't know, half a dozen times. <laughs> Here's my most recent one, one of my favorites. Uh, We were doing a show out in West Tennessee, and uh, the next morning we woke up, we spent the night, the next morning we woke up, and we're like, hey man, what's the best thing you can eat while you do some road shows? Waffle House, obviously. Thank you. Big Waffle House crowd, here we go. Scattered and smothered and covered throughout there. Uh, So we go to the Waffle House there, and we walk up and there's a sign on the door, and it says, 
closed for expansion. So if that tells you what kind of city we were in, if they couldn't shove enough people into the fucking Waffle House, had to build a whole other wing on it, maybe a second story, you know? Luckily, my buddy looked down and he saw a billboard. He goes, hey, check that out. And it said, country cooking breakfast buffet, next exit. And we're like, shit, man, that's like the super Walmart of Waffle Houses. Let's get down there. So we go to this country cooking breakfast buffet. I'm also going to mess up that name about four more times. We go to the country cooking breakfast buffet and we walk in. And just to be able to describe this place to y'all, it's the kind of place where you breathe in and your fear is that you're going to catch diabetes through the air. You know what I'm saying? Like the sugars has went airborne, you know? Pretty sure I looked to my left and I saw an old lady lose her foot going back for thirds. Painted the picture. So we go up to the buffet. Why do you go to the buffet, the country cooking breakfast buffet? The meat section, obviously. And they had all the breakfast meats you could even think of, you know? They had bacon, they had oblong sausage, circle sausage. And what I looked over and thought I saw was ham. I was like, oh man, ham for breakfast? It ain't even Easter, let's pile it up. So I pile up my plate full of ham. I go back and sit down with my buddy. I pick up a piece of ham, take a couple of bites, and go, Ah, you got me, country cooking breakfast buffet. That's fucking baloney. So as I'm spitting it out, my buddy across from me goes, Hey, man, you don't like baloney? And I was like, Nah, dude, don't like it at all. He goes, You like hot dogs? I go, Yeah, dude, of course, everybody likes hot dogs. I'm an American. And he goes, You realize that hot dogs are nothing but dick shaped baloney, right? I go, I totally understand that, but here's the difference. Is that if I walked into a cookout or a party and I had a pack of hot dogs, everybody goes, man, good to see you. Back there's the grill. You walk in with a thing of Oscar Mayer, everybody's like, are you falling on hard times? You need a place to sleep. You can sleep down in the basement. Just You've got to be quiet and share it with the dog, but it's fine. We'll let you live down there for a while. We got into it a little bit about bologna, man. I believe bologna's a last resort food. That's what I believe. I believe bologna's a last resort food. I believe like on the rings of like food food addiction, bologna is like Mad Dog 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like if I saw somebody eating a bologna sandwich in a ditch, I'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Big dog, what's going on, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Carl, man. Oh, it's... It's a beautiful night. I'm glad to. I'm glad to mean you can have a couple of drinks together. You like to do a little cheers? Cheers here? right there, man. Check it oh, out. Oh yeah, it's our first open air uh, podcast on this thing. Yeah, dude. Know? I'm glad I could be a part of the first. This is the experiment. It's yeah. the grand experiment. <laughs> this is the one that you've you've built up a fan base, and this is the one they're either going to go, ooh, yeah, that's cool, or Jesus, Louisus, what are you trying to do? Kill us with this? And what better comic to uh, share that experience with than the man that always says, "Don't put me on your show." I'm going to kill your show. Uh, wait, wait. I want to be booked. I'm just saying, I'm the king of getting to a show and somebody going, oh, last time it was so good. We're so sorry that it's so bad this time. <laughs> but I kind of like that, man. I kind of like being kind of behind the eight ball and just, hey, you know, last time people didn't have to try to entertain. This time, oh, that's all you have to do. Yeah, and then the next show, they're like, wow, this is way better than last time. <laughs> You know how some guys will always be the middle, mm. you know, on a show? I'm just the middle in life. So I'm cool with that, to be honest with you. That makes sense. Yeah. It sounded more sad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like still, uh, still be calling 
be called the big dog? I've never enjoyed it. Uh, let's just be I, I don't know. It's just a weird. That's a weird thing. I mean, it'd be different if I was big or dog-like. <laughs> was that Wagner starting that? that absolutely Josh Wagner. Friend of the show, Josh Wagner. <laughs> why, why did uh, he start calling you the big dog? Oh, probably just because he wanted to do something. And uh, it, it just had no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And at first, it took off. Like mm-hmm. a little open mics or any show that we were on, and he got to bring me up or just introduce me to somebody. Yeah. Oh, it's the big dog. Let's start barking. I was like, why the, why the hell are we doing this? Let's start barking. Yeah. Well, you were not, you're not hanging around back whenever people, a crowd would no, bark. No, no. I remember. Like, I, I remember like East Room, they would. Yeah. yeah they yeah, would yeah, bark yeah. at me sometimes. We'd go yeah. do other stuff, and people bark at me. Yeah. It felt like a new hall show. It was, mm-hmm. except way less uh, financially sound. Mm. And uh, at least Arsenio made some money off of it. It became a phenomenon. Mm. Uh, now, is it Big Dog or B, or is it Big Dog D A W G? Well, I if it depends on who says it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody spells it. Right, right, right. It's more of an oral history. That makes sense. <laughs> That's riveting. I mean, oh, dude, the history of Big Dog. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna shoot this up the charts, man. <laughs> dude, it's open air. We picked the worst night. It's hot as hell. It is. Just blue blaze is hot. Uh, the good thing is, is uh, the skeeters have stopped biting us. Um, <clears throat> now we're back to just you know sweating. At least we're parked right beside this bush. It yeah. looks like it has a lot <laughs> yeah. of like like bug like creatures in it. You oh, yeah, there's uh, a lot less. There's a wasp. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's fire ants crawling all over my body. Thank God we're out we're here. We're fine. We're fine. But what the cool thing is, is we're doing it open air. It's summer. The world's yeah. starting to open back out. That's true. Um, this is would just be uh, the main reason why whenever me and you talked about doing this podcast, I was like, well, what we normally do is we have some beers and we talk. So yeah. why take that away? Why make it? Why make it sterile? You know, right. okay. Whenever we're just going to booze it up, we're going to booze it up before or after this. Okay. And if we booze it up before this, this could be a total wash. We just start stammering over stuff, repeating the same story that over be, and that over. That could be on the Patreon. That could be the special <laughs> the, edition, the stammer special. <laughs> this may make the special edition. People <laughs> I remember, like, you and, and Sean Parrott um, did a, a version of, I think, Food Court a couple of years ago. And y'all were outside oh, yeah. afterwards. And, like, it was one of the first food courts I listened to. Probably the first one. And it was open air. I was like, how cool is that? It was. You know? It was one of those deals where we were both like, where are we going to even record this? Do you want to just sit in a car? It's a beautiful night. And there was just some benches next to the movie theater, next to the Belcourt Theater over in Hillsboro Village mm-hmm. here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And we decided to sit over there, and it also, I mean, there was also some, uh, like, weird homeless activity. We could have been killed. We could yeah. have been killed. I, dude, I read today, sorry if this is not where the podcast should go, but I read today that there's a serial killer on the loose somewhere in America. Nope, I just only not. read the headline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move this recording underneath that street lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's sure. talk louder. Way louder. Yeah. Like, like where at? Just somewhere in America. Uh, I just got to read the headline before I went in to work my bar job. Mm-hmm. So it was just said 17 people have been mutilated. And I was like, holy, holy moly. So they waited until 17. To- they waited until 17 to be like, wait a minute. Huh. <laughs> There's something going on here. Yeah, yeah. Not four. <laughs> yeah. You know, not two. <laughs> not five. Be like, man, some, we keep on finding bodies carved up that says, I'm a serial killer on them, but... Uh, I don't know. Kids play pranks. Yeah, yeah. Copycats, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's copycat. Yeah, the handwriting looks different in each, bo- in each torso. Copycat. Everything's copycat. There's no good movies anymore. Like, every horror movie is a copy. Did you watch The Conjuring, the newest oh, one? Oh, God. Yeah, I went... 
like Friday by myself. Yeah. You know, and like Good. I'm glad did I did because I, I didn't want to share that hate on anybody. <laughs> yeah, where you both come out mad. <laughs> yeah. It was just too long, man. I, I was like looking at my phone, which I never do during a movie. Yeah. You know, I was just like, okay, what's happening? I mean, I don't want to sound like this guy, but it seemed like there used to be original stuff. And then it seemed like the people that do stuff now don't worry about originality as much as they do about, like, maybe selling a ticket. Yeah. And so in that in that regard, they're always going to sell tickets, especially the horror movies. Mm-hmm. Horror movies are always going to have a draw. There's always going to be a creepy kid. There's always going to be a date night. There's always going to be a me that's going to go out. And that could be awesome. You know, at least one of those, probably the creepy kid. And you are the creepy. Uh, to a certain, I try not to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's always going to be a built-in audience for it, so they don't even they don't even try anymore, dude. That's the reason why, like you know, uh, it's like K horror, like Korean horror, and stuff like that is so big in the community right now. It's because mm. they they're just like, you want to try something? Who cares? Put actually, a, putting out content. Yeah, exactly. Put a ghost zombie on a train that's flying through the air for some reason, and there's squids and. And then somebody goes, well, here's a couple million dollars. Just make it. Yeah. And it gets over here and people are like, ooh, new things. Right. Exciting things. So it's kind of a, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's probably some some American stuff outside of well, horror that's pretty original. You know, like, uh, I piggybacked on your Shudder uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, subscription. And I've watched a ton of, like, Shudder originals on there. A lot of them not good, but, like, a few of them are pretty dang good man yeah, dude. you know like so like yeah you could you know it's all hit or miss but like at least they're trying original material yeah. you know i mean I mean that's that's always been the thing with me is try just try to do something <clears throat> if you if you miss i mean you strike out you might make something that we make fun of but we still still kind of entertained by right but if you hit it man it might go over the fences dude it might yeah. go over the fences, and you might change the whole game, or at least make yourself, you know, independently viable to do more, bigger, and better things. You know, get your more of your visions and stuff out there. And I think that's for and, and me. I, that's for music. If you're writing a book, anything, put put yourself into it and do the best you can. Right. Because if you just try to do what you think the audience may like or something, which Rhonda sort of have to do in comedy, you know, we can't be completely. You know, <laughs> hardcore on certain things because you'll run. We got to see a version of that at a storytelling show I hosted, uh, where a guy used a certain P word that ends with a Y and has a USS in the middle of it. Oh, US. <laughs> yes, that's oh, the one right. USS. It was a boat. It was a boat. <laughs> it was a boat. The P USS <laughs> Why? Because we love. <laughs> why? Because we love America. That's why. Uh, no, but. He had that audience eating out of the palm of his hand, and then he used that word. Mm. And I'm not against that word. Yeah, I'm not against a lot of words, but at the same time, read your audience. If you say it once and everybody draws up, <laughs> brother, that might be you. That ain't them at that point. They're into you, and then you turn it. I mean, I, I sometimes like, it's fun, though. I like to see people that think that they can say the worst stuff, and it'll get a laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in whatever today is, like with, you know, the way the culture is. It's like, I'm not opposed to any words as long as it's fun. Yeah, exactly. But like, it just seems like a lot of people, especially new people, are trying to just say the worst stuff, assuming it's going to get a laugh. It's sure. not true at all. Uh, sometimes shock comedy works. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. I'm a bigger fan of the shock being like the twist or the turnaround at the punchline of the joke. You know, you know what I'm a fan of? It's jokes. I, I really like... It's uh, crazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 
I like when people are funny. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I, I'm a little indifferent, man. I like people to just come up and tell their truth. <laughs> just say, a, here's a list of just, words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or here, I'm just going to read a daunting story. Oh, yeah. And just you know. leave you hanging out and then be like, I expect you to clap now. Uh, I'll never make it in that genre. Hell, I might not make it in the joke genre, yeah. but at least I'm going to try to write the jokes. Uh and also, wait, wait, you said that uh, uh, used to be known as Joke Lewis. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Josh Wagner. Josh Once Wagner. again, give me another friggin' nickname. We've been plugging Wagner Joke too Lewis. Much on oh, show. yeah, dude, we got to get Sorry, rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, cut your hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, shave that mustache. Shave that mustache. Uh, I don't know. Maybe grow three or four inches so I can consider you a man. <laughs> got it. <laughs> His ass. It's on a platter. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. Uh, so. So you're saying like whenever somebody's brand new and we're still we're still at the level and I wish I wasn't sometimes, but I'm kinda glad I am. Still at the level where I, I continuously do open mics and I continuously try to try out new stuff and, and I'm around the younger comics and the older comics that have failed and everybody's just trying to do whatever. Just trying to, you know, get their their shit together, basically. So they may have some sort of form of success. And so whenever you say like the newer comics coming up are like, you know, kind of like, you know, doing the shocking thing or just saying a word just to elicit like more of the anger or the whatever. I think that's the whole point of an open mic is so they can learn what works for them. Yeah, for sure. Because nobody starts out day one what they'll end up being a year in, at least in my mind. If you're really trying, you probably won't, unless you're just perfect from the get-go, which I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I think even Chappelle, I even heard like an interview with Chappelle where he was like, I killed my first time. And he goes, oh, it's the 10 or 15 times after that that I didn't. He's like, but my first time, uh-huh. I killed. Yeah. And even he had to learn something. It's like, hey, just because it worked once doesn't mean it's going to work 500 times. Yeah. And he was you know? a kid, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. He started he's 18, 19, yeah. if even that. And, I mean, and that's everybody. That's the reason why I try not to condemn, like, too much of, like, a brand-new dude, brand-new chick that come up there and they're talking something, like, way far out of left field or they're telling their truth or something. They're just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard enough just to go do it. It takes a special kind of stupid. That's that's for certain. And it's hard enough just to hold the microphone the right way. It's hard enough to figure out if you want to keep the mic on the mic stand or hold it or walk around while you do it or pace back and forth. What to do with your other hand if you're doing that, you know? So I, I give a I give a lot of rope for these kids to hang themselves, and and a lot of them do, and and some of them come back. Some come back and they just you know bury into it. I, I believe if hey. Somebody got a new dirt bike. He loves it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, gas prices are cheap right now. So you just goose that thing all up and down. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, I give them a lot of leeway. Uh, and and if somebody's trying hard, I mean, and failing, I don't know. I'll stand behind them. I, I, I think I'm becoming too soft in my old age, mm. which also makes me kind of happy because I'm not constantly mad. Well, you know, nice. yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's nice not to, you know, constantly wake up dreading life, you know. <laughs> Some, uh, I can't say I wake up every day feeling great, but, <laughs> you know, just shit like that, man. It's 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 a lot easier for me to, like, try to get a coalition of people together to try than it is to try to just be like, screw this guy. He sucks. I don't like the, I don't like the way that guy's climbing up, and I'm not climbing. Yeah, man. You know? Like, for me personally, and, and being behind that drum set uh, at East Room, man. Every like, Tuesday night. Every East Tuesday, Room. 830. <laughs> or gracious host, the big dog. Yes, exactly. Josh, oh, look at this. Drinks are coming. Hey, uh, hey you guys yeah, good. I think, we're okay. I think I'll have a good one. one right now. I think I'll have one. Yeah. No, no, I'm good. Well, I'll, I'll take another one. Yeah, I just said. I'll take another one. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, right, thank you. Guys, yeah, See, that's what happens at uh, you know when you're open air. Like, <laughs> it's improv. It's live and spontaneous. Oh, wow, that's crazy. What's gonna happen next? She didn't ask what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so tell what you're going to get. She dude. said another one. I was like, yeah, she, oh, she didn't even take my first one. You're just going to get a basket of chicken wings out here and be like, well, I guess we got to eat these on air yeah. now. So I found this McDonald's that's in the street. All right, cool. McRib, all this back. Yeah, yeah, oh, it just looks like a McRib. Oh, oh God, that used to be a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, like, like, I've seen comics, like, where people go up that uh, uh, I thought, man, it's person doesn't have a chance and then they keep coming back and they keep coming back and i still think they don't have a chance <laughs> and then eventually there's a switch they oh flip. okay i was hoping this would go oh i know and then months would go and they still ain't got it yeah 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 <laughs> well i mean like i don't know I've, I've just seen people like that keep doing it yeah eventually they're gonna figure something yeah. in my mind i mean from the moment i did it and i got started late i started in like uh, my early 30s so i was around no, wait, the, that, that didn't go for everybody though because there is some people that still that never, never get, get good. It. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. they just keep coming. And that's fine. Too. Yeah, sometimes you hit a wall before you even take the step, you know. And that's just some people. Some people are, are probably funny around their friends. Probably the funniest person in the room. Yeah. And just ain't good on the mind. That's always the best, though, when you, when you see them. They're like, hey, this is my first time here. And, you know, like they got the his group of friends yep. that cheer him on. They never come back. No, a lot of them don't. It's almost like a dare. Like they, yeah. they go up. You and know? that's something that, like, you know, because eventually I hope. I hope that everybody working at it gets to move on where they're not continuously doing open mics. They find better ways to, you know, work out new material. They find, uh, you know, just stuff like that where you're not like, you know, grinding mics five and six nights a week, just trying to work out a bit, just trying to work out a five minutes, you know, so you can take that somewhere. Um, But there's always the people that just show up and they bring their friends, and they lost a bet. Uh, that happens a lot. I see that. Of. I saw that a lot at Sean's mic at, at Third Coast. Yeah. It's like that's the number one mic to lose a bet at. To lose a bet <laughs> is, is roast the host, which is coming back tomorrow night with Mark and Nunson. <laughs> yeah, Third, third Coast. Oh, this a uh, wait. This isn't coming out tomorrow, is it? No. Oh, okay. Well, so every came out Monday, two night. days ago, <laughs> yeah. or three days ago. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Like, Cheers. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, uh, it's not what I ordered, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. But, yeah, yeah, you'll see that. You'll see uh, somebody that just their friends have, like, kind of goaded them into it. Like, hey, you're you're good at this. You're funny. I mean, that's basically how I got into it. I was like, people are like, you're funny enough to where I was like, I got to go see you. You're good at this thing that you haven't done yet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. And, I mean, and once again, it's it's not like we're brave individuals or war heroes or anything. I like, like to think we are. We're brave individual <laughs> war heroes? Yeah, sure. I fight, yeah, fighting against crowds, <laughs> fighting sometimes fighting against entertainment. Yeah, um, because oh yeah, it's that's the why worst. that's why I wear the Rambo headband. A lot of people think it's Chong. It's like no, it's, no, Rambo. it's Rambo, dude. It's John yeah, Rambo. Yeah. It's John Rambo. Yeah. I feel exactly like John Rambo every day. <laughs> you do. So, so whenever you walk into a place, you feel like Brian Dennehy and the cops are running you off, and you're just like, yeah. oh boy, I'm gonna have to go up in the woods and tell some jokes. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a mix between like one and two. I don't really think about three much. Yeah, but I, I kind of lose myself between Brian Dennehy and then the uh, Colonel, and then the guy from uh, uh, Karate Kid. Who left me at Vietnam? <laughs> oh yeah, the Cobra Kai guy. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he left. He did. He left him. That's why. Yeah, that's left what, me. He left he me. Left, he in left me. You're still inside. I, I remember watching it when I was eight years old, and I still like. Oh, he left me. Like, I always <laughs> felt like that's how close to John Rambo. I 
oh, wow, you really are. You're just like John Rambo is like your spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's not, it's not. God, this makes me wish Chong. I had a spirit animal. It's definitely, it's probably, there's, okay, there's, Chong is heavily influenced. It's Chong, You're, okay, Chong and Rambo. It's, it's Chongbo, I don't know. It's if, if John Rambo picked up Chong, like in Vietnam, and helped him, you know, like doing that, like where you like dragging, like, you gotta make it. And his like yeah. lips all waving and shit. You know what, you know what Chong's like, yeah, man. You know what it is? It's, it's, a, it's a mix between Tommy Chong, sure. uh, John Rambo, okay. and Weird Al playing Rambo in UHS. Holy moly. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is gonna That's be the whole podcast, is. and you just keep adding another person oh, over. Well. Oh, it was yeah. Rambro. In uh, UHF was I think it was called Rambo. Don't be foolish, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was more okay. So I didn't get the UHF as much as I got into movies like Hot Shots, Hot Shots, and Hot Shots Part Due. Part Due was my favorite. UHF was like one of the first real gaggy movies like that that I've seen. Real slapstick. Yeah, you know, and and, like it blew me off. Blew me off. No wonder you like it so much better than I did. I just watched the movie. It blew my head off, man. And then, like, that was like 88. I remember. Uh, I was already kind of a Weird Al fan anyway, but that movie solidified it. But, like, a year later, uh, Zucker Brothers had Naked Gun, which also had Weird Al doing a cameo. So, UHF predates Naked Gun? By a year. Wowzers. Yeah. Because that was that was the tits whenever I was growing up, yeah. man. Yeah, they. Uh, I think it's it might have been that Naked Gun was the first movie that that I watched and then rewound and watched it again. Wow! In like one immediately sitting? in one sitting. So Me and my spent, cousin Corey, I was like nine or ten years old, and I, I watched it twice. Holy moly, that's upper. I don't think I've ever done. I know I've never done that. Have you never done that? Not that's once. the first movie I, I really remember doing that because it was so hilarious. I was like, let's watch that again. Well, and also they were a, a gag a minute, dude. Just yeah. a, like a joke. Like oh you can watch God. it two or three times and find new jokes. Yes. And, and that's why I wanted to watch it again because it was just so thick. Yeah. You know? And it had OJ. <laughs> Did have OJ. What was his name in there? It was, uh, oh, I can't remember. Norberg. Norberg, yeah. yeah. Frank. Frank. All right, I yeah. <laughs> that was just that second. Heroin, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Heroin. Well, see, I watched them. Like, I remember watching a couple of them, not necessarily back to back, but, you know, watch parts one and two. Decently close together, which also made probably. me get it's probably the, that classic like year, year, yeah. And, a half. and it, and on top of that, too, is I start getting them mixed up. So somebody's like, Oh, you know, this bit, and mm-hmm. like, you know, Naked Gun One. I'm like, No, and I'm like, But I remember this from Naked Gun One. And somebody goes, That's that came from Naked Gun 33 and a third. And I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. sorry, which was still not bad. You know? All those I love, yeah, all those I love. And like going back to Weird Al, like for UHF, he just loved Zucker Brothers, and that was his not like top secret. I think that was his favorite. I don't know if Zucker Brothers did top secret. I never watched Top Secret, so I don't uh, know. that and like of course Airplane. Was Airplane great. was fantastic. You remember uh, Kentucky Fried Movie? Kentucky Fried Movie's great. I uh, didn't get into that until college. Oh yeah, I didn't get into it till I was like late twenties. Yeah, yeah. It it was definitely one of those ones where I was just like, what's this? What's this shit? And I I think I rented it from like a blockbuster. Whenever that was a thing. It's a very unassuming cover, too. It's like a tennis shoe. It's a tennis you know? shoe and a bucket of chicken, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Something, Something like, like that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But, like, it, it really doesn't let you in on no. what it's going to be about. Yeah. Because you don't really know what it's about. Because it's a million different things. It's basically it's basically like yeah, uh, it's a short attention span, just pop, pop, pop. This is yeah. a vignette. And this, this is was the 70s. You know? Yeah. So, like, like, they kind of helped. And, and it wasn't long after, like, SNL came on the scene that they 
debuted that movie. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Onion movie? It's really hard to find I now for some reason. I never did. It is. I didn't know they had one. They had a movie that came out like 2005-ish, 2006-ish, and they pretty much make a parody of the movie Network. Have you ever watched Network? I, no, I know. Where, like about the it. famous, yeah. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. It always looked like a very serious movie. So I was like, I'm it's not going to It's a very serious that. movie. Yeah. It's a very good movie, though. Mm-hmm. Um, very grown-up movie. I used to say it was. A very, the Godfather. Like, I'd see the cover at the movie, movie store. And I was like, I can't watch that. It's yeah. just a guy standing there, like, with his head down. Yeah. Like, I can't watch that. Yeah. Hey, this is this, this is for boring-ass adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's say for, like, wild and free kids. Give me that like penthouse me. video. Over <laughs> yeah. Let's see how those playmates are doing, because I like to play. <laughs> oh, Sean Parrott uh, just text, texted back about Oh, the, okay. Uh, about the show. You want to talk about the show? We might as well. Uh, this will be out after the show. Ah, it will be out after so the show. So here's what we do. Okay. Is, uh, let's do a version where we... <laughs> Had a great show, <laughs> in a version where we had a terrible show. Okay. So uh, on Tuesday, uh, uh, June fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one, year of our Lord, um, Eddie Pepitone and JT Haberstadt are coming to the fabulous East Room here in lovely East Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I booked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna host it. I got some other people on there. Sarah Dalton, uh, the great Chad Ryden Whoa. are all gonna be all heavy hitters, dude. It's all gonna be swinging for the fences, knock them out of park, top deal, and. Who knows? Who knows? I'm hopefully, hopefully the room will be packed out, and you know, and yeah, everybody have t- a great time. By the time this comes out, we, I guess we'll know exactly That's how awesome it was. Exactly. Well, we had such a good time. Yes. Don't you remember? I remember like all of it. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, amazing. Dude. It's probably the greatest night of comedy on our Absolutely, dude. That thing Pepitone said. It's probably one of the greatest things I ever heard him say ever in my life. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, dude. yeah, 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 dude. We can't talk about it right now because like, oh, we won't give it away. Yeah, dude, you're going to have to course, listen. We could say it, but it's already happened. <laughs> but it's but. Already, yeah, so you probably were already there. Yeah. So we don't want to rehash and just give you some old mess that yeah. you have to deal with. We want to give you this fresh new stuff like <laughs> like the USS. And then we had that big limo pick us up afterwards. Oh, limo, dude. We went downtown. Stretch limo. wasn't even a normal limo. Kid it Rock sent us out. the limo. It was <laughs> the great Robert Rock yeah. sent it down there to We didn't us. even go to his club. We went to the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, yeah, we're real, real, real rockers. Yeah. Show up yeah. and have a great time. Yeah. It's it, the Hard that was, Rock Cafe. That was our suggestion. We was like, no, no, no. Let's go to a real rock club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Hard Rock. <laughs> to real rock. Dude, you're still wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. I can't believe it says Bangladesh on it. Well, it's kind of weird. deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought it in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, where you buy every good thing before you go to a big show? Parking lot. Have you ever bought uh, bootleg um, concert shirts? I've never bought bootleg concert shirts, but sometimes whenever I was a kid, my mom would take me to the flea market. And uh, do you remember Big Johnson T-shirts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of a lot of us watch trash kids. Nineties, right? Yeah, somewhere in the nineties. There was Big Johnson, and it was uh, for you people that don't know, it was just T-shirts of a nerdy guy next to a woman with ginormous boobies. Yeah. These were cartoon depictions, by the way. And uh, it would always be something, assuming that this guy had a huge dingling, just a big old pecker. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, and it, but it was all ads. So it was like Big Johnson shotguns. That's the one I had. Two cocks, and she's ready to blow. Um, <laughs> there's the other ones like Big Johnson's, like some sort of diving. And, you know, just go ahead and take your mind towards that Big Johnson's plumbing. Yeah. You know, just stuff like Big Johnson's. A lot of LLCs back in the day. And they all were mostly thinly veiled dick jokes. But I had one Very of those. Thin. I had, yeah, bootleg of those. That reminds me, uh, in high school, uh, I had this shirt that said, I know jack shit. 
but it was spelled like S-C-H-I-T-T. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so on the back, it had like a big family tree of, of the shits. So it was like all these vi- different versions of, of the shits. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, can you, do you remember back, what it back then, Well, back then, I, I can't remember examples, uh, but I remember like uh, they were starting to censor shirts in the oh, 90s yeah. because of Beavis and Butthead. Really. Yeah, after, yeah. after that, like, it we, couldn't, with wear the, what, we start, couldn't wear what we used to. Yeah, absolutely. It started with the Simpsons. Oh, the, yeah. The first okay. t-shirt I saw a kid get censored over was Bart Simpson had a shirt. Well, I, don't have a or don't no, have a cat no. It said or, underachiever and proud, and people flipped out. And they were like, "They're teaching our kids man, to be underachievers." Man, I had this Walmart shirt when I was second grade that that had this Chester Cheetah looking ripoff, <laughs> and he's like, he raises his hand in class, and said, "May I be excused for the rest of the year?" <laughs> I think that's so good. <laughs> but going back to the Jack shit thing, oh, yeah. I remember like I had a, a my speech uh, teacher. Latin. She thought it was great. Well, let's. I was in like the advanced classes or whatever. Yeah. Now, here's a shout out to my boy Parnell, uh, Adam Jackson. He's in the regular classes, right? <laughs> you know, there was tiers of classes. You had regular, advanced, and GT. I was never GT, but. What's GT stand for? Uh, gifted and talented. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Real, real heavy hitter stuff. My, my boy, Brett. Was uh, Brett Williams? Hey, there's a plug. Yeah, name GT. dropping over here. Yeah, we yeah. got PAJ. So, we got Brett Williams. <laughs> yeah, I was stuck between Parnell and uh, uh, and Brett. I was in the in the advanced. Anyway, uh, speech teacher loved it and like never got in trouble for it. My boy Adam having the uh, uh, he had a shirt in his regular class that said, uh, "This isn't a uh, beer gut. It's a gas tank for my sex machine." <laughs> How old were you guys, it. by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't suspend it, but uh, they, well, they made him, they made him uh, either like turn it inside out or change yeah, or something yeah. like that. But I'm wearing a jack shit shirt and got away with it <laughs> because I'm slightly above. You, you, I don't know what that. I don't even know what those tears mean because you read it. I'm in a different wing of the school, yeah. basically. Wait, how? Okay, so so that kid. <laughs> this is like tenth grade. This ain't a beer cut, but it's just a gas tank for sex, sex machine, machine. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, poetry. Oh, it's great. Pure poetry. Yeah. Um, how old was this? How old were y'all? We're probably 15. Oh, okay. You know? Okay, so you guys kind of got it. Oh, we I, knew what we're doing. Dude, I was kind of hoping you would be like eight. Oh, yeah. That'd be better. Like our parents just like draping us in this like filth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, Mama, we got to go buy school clothes. Here you go. We're going to get you a new jack shit <laughs> Well, Lewis, since we're talking about old stuff and like I'd be amiss not to bring it up. Do you want to talk about it? So, I don't know. Like, talk about like when you started doing comedy. Oh, sure. I have no idea. Uh, and we've been buds for, for a while. Yeah. I like to think. I started, um, I started a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away uh-huh. called uh, Spanky's. Spanky's, at one point, at least boasted, it was the, um, how did they put it? It was the longest running comedy open mic in the Southeast. Um, oh. I prepared. Have I heard it uh, be put that way? Oh, yeah. That's what it, they used to open up with that. This is the longest running open mic in the Southeast. And they had several different hosts. Some of them were, um, I can't remember the names are off the top of my head. There's a bunch of different ones. Uh, Erica McCown was the uh, the host the first time I did it. And I don't remember much about my set. I don't remember much about the night. I do remember the build up to it is I wanted to do comedy. And I even told my boss at a restaurant I worked at at the time. And I told him at one point there was one open mic on the east side, and it was on Sunday nights. And I told him that, and he hated me, so he put me on Sunday nights. (laughs) What a prick. Um, (laughs) Such a prick. So it took me a little while to get out of that job. 
And then eventually, uh, I got a friend, and he was like, "I'm thinking about doing stand up too." This is a lot of people's journey, where you know, you know, safety in numbers, mm. or you know, you get that person that's like, "I want to too." You kind of turn into writing writing partners for a little bit, you know. Um, but he never he never really wanted to go up. He just wanted to talk about it. And so okay. every week we would go there, and he was just like, "I'm not ready." And I was like, "Okay, you just let me know when you're ready." And I was kind of using him as kind of a cop out too. I ain't gonna lie about yeah, that. Yeah, right. right. And then eventually one night I was like, dude, I have to do this. If I don't do this, I'll never know if I like it or I want to do it again. And he's just like, ah, I mean, maybe next week because I got something going on tomorrow and all this. And I was like, ah, fuck it. So I drove down to South Nashville to Spanky's. uh, And I I go in, I pop in there, I get my name on the list. God knows when I go up. I'm fucking, I'm upset. I am terrified. And and it wasn't like there was a real audience there. Just a bunch of other comics. Maybe they're girlfriends. Maybe they're boyfriends. I go up there. I prepare for five minutes. Dude, I paced around my, my apartment that whole day, reciting it, getting it down, checking the time on my phone, thinking yeah. that I could. I was like, I got this down. Five minutes. I even like left pauses for laughs. I was like, I need to leave pauses for laughs and stuff. And so here's what I did. I did a blazing two and a half minutes. I uh, sweated a whole lot. I stammered. And then my time was over. One person talked to me. He was a cool dude. His name was Daniel. Super cool dude. We shook hands. He said, keep on coming out. And I honestly, even after I, and I, I bombed, I didn't get any laughs. Mm. Zero. I might have got a, like somebody clear their throat, somebody, <clears throat> you know, that number. Right. And, but I swear to God, as soon as I walked off and I was in shambles and I was like, man, I'm going to be doing this for a minute. I'm going to be doing this for a long time. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started, man. It's, I just took that risk, took that chance. And then I, Became that dummy. It just kept coming out, coming yeah. out, coming out. I got a little bit better. It took me like a year, but I'm also that type of person that won't allow myself like a small victory sometimes. So I was just like, I gotta get, I gotta get really good before I can go do one of these bar shows. I'm gonna do five minutes on a bar show, which is laughable now. Where <laughs> I'm just like, no, I gotta get good. I can't embarrass. I can't, I can't let the host down. I can't let the booker down. I can't let myself sure. down. Yeah. All that shit. But also, I mean, how can you be loose and have fun? It constantly in your head, just going, uh, I can't let people down. I can't let myself down. Sometimes right. you just gotta, you gotta loosen up. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things I learned. It took me years to learn. Well, that, that, that's, a, I think, what was detrimental and like why I wasn't coming out as much for, for a while. Cause I would get in my own head. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm not perfect or I'm not yeah, as, yeah. as good as I should be or need to be. So I'm not gonna come. Yeah. You know, and like that was detrimental to me not growing. Enough time because, like, I was afraid to come out. Yeah, dude. And I mean, and it's a part of it because it gets kind of scary, man. Some people, excuse me, some people don't have stage front. Some people just hop up there and go, yeah. And some people are willing to take these risks. And I was like, no, I just want to get up there. I want to tell my jokes. I want to put them in bit form. I want to make them bigger than I can at the moment. And that's, you know, a lot of open micro problems that I'm sure tons of us went through is instead of us just trying to work on jokes you're over there being like let me tell you a long encompassing story you <laughs> uh, know and then a collective sigh from the audience exactly because I mean those long encompassing stories whenever you tell them to your friends they give a shit about you they like you so they're gonna listen for a little while they know some of the people in your story they know some of the you know the events in your story but whenever you're talking to a room of strangers that just want to be entertained they don't give a shit about you. They just came there to fucking laugh, dude. And if you ain't getting to the, the hee-hees and the ha-has, they turn on you. They turn on you quick. 
So I, that's that's something I feel like everybody should learn. You should start out with jokes, unless you're just naturally charismatic, like a Jim Jones or Charlie Manson type that just gets up there, <laughs> you know, opens their mouth one time, and everybody goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll follow you. Yeah, yeah whatever we need to do." Yeah, yeah. You know, you just need to just write jokes. I mean, it's timeless, dude. To you write all, a you setup and a punchline. You always told me if I'm gonna tell a story to looking for uh, road posts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like road posts or signposts. Signposts. Like, yeah. Signposts. Like if you're driving down the road, like. Boom, joke, boom, joke, yep. boom, joke, like you drive down the highway. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great way to look at uh, uh, creating a funny story. Creating a funny story, I think it's a great way to look at writing lyrics. Uh, I think it's uh, to like a song. I think it's a good way. I mean, uh, you don't have to write jokes in there, but I mean, you know, just know that you got to get to the next spot, yeah. the next spot. And you don't have to get there quick, but you need to get there. You know, don't meander too much because you lose people. Yeah. People ain't going to listen for very long, man. Especially, especially like dudes like us and the level we're at. Mm-hmm. A lot of our friends levels too. We're not very well known. Mm-hmm. You know, some people like us, you know, we got fans and stuff. I mean, your podcast is hopefully doing pretty well. Number 44 in the wow. US. On, uh, it, just in podcast. comedy podcasts? Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. That's pretty good. That's breaking the top. <laughs> but it's not me. It's, it's. Everybody I had on. Well, you're getting ready to shoot. Now it's going back down to normal. Oh yeah, like the 600. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's not even chartable. It just says blank. You look at your numbers. They just go. Just know there are some numbers. Don't worry about it. No reason to get too wrapped up in these numbers, buddy. I mean, come on, man. Maybe pod. And it just keeps on going. Maybe podcast nature thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's, that's the chart position. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps on going. And then you just, and it's dot, dot, dot. Well, you click on, oh, no, I guess I've heard enough. I guess I've heard enough. No. I mean, you know, you just need to, you just need to get there. Don't meander too much. People will turn on it. Get to the point, you know, and then if you build up, you know, if you start building yourself up a little bit more and you start getting more fans and you become this guy or this gal that's, you know, up on top of the world, start meandering if you want to. Because you've already got your fans there. They're going to listen to you. They just yeah. want to hear you talk. They want to come out there. They want an experience with you. But right now, we don't have that. They don't want an experience with us. They want us to make them laugh and to get the hell out. Get yeah. out of their way, dude. And yeah. that's just the way it is. So they can see their real friend who uh, <laughs> is the most hilarious guy in, in their yeah. office. Exactly. He's going up next. He's, he's going up next. Murder. Exactly. Dude, I've, I've never seen done him. it before, but he's oh, good. But this dude's going to kill. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, you know how I know he's going to kill? Because he lost in fancy football punishment. Do stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those ones I kind of do like a little bit. They actually do pretty good. Uh, some of them don't, uh, and that's the reason why I like it. It's because their friends go out there just totally to mean mug them, just because it's just a, <laughs> it's just a mean thing yeah. to do. And you'll just see this guy be, be like, I've seen guys be like, oh, I mean, you guys said you got. I thought this was funny. Like you, you know, just, now this isn't a, a plug for the Crazy Horse Show. Uh, that's going on at the strip club. But don't yeah. you think strip clubs should have like an open mic situation where it's like, yeah. well, you lost a bet, so now you have to strip. <laughs> just got to get up there and be like, oh, I got to do a lot of poll work. And <laughs> Let's hear it for Jimmy from uh, advertising. He's like, all right. He's just, I mean, I've been working on my twerk. I've been <laughs> just rubbing his butt cheeks up and down the pole. Now, I, I would pay like, to see that. You, uh, know? you know, unfortunately, I would too. I, I, <laughs> We're hard up for entertainment here in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was locked up for like 60 months. <laughs> Some people are getting out doing things. I decided to do the right thing. What everybody told me was the right What's thing. What's the right thing? The right thing was to wear your mask everywhere you went at the time. Uh-huh. CDC tells me I don't have to anymore, and that's who I followed during this stuff. That's good enough. 
So I ain't wearing it. There you go. I ain't wearing it until they tell me again, and I'm going to be pretty reluctant. Yeah. Considering they gave me that that Johnson and Johnson shot, I got two Johnsons straight to my arm, running through my bloodstream. That should be a shirt. I got two Johnsons straight to the arm. <laughs> I got two Johnsons and a vaccine ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the new uh... <laughs> Big Johnson shirt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Big Johnson vaccines. Oh, oh man! Is. If there's anybody listening out there, because I am highly unmotivated to do shit like that. <laughs> oh, if you'll do it, I'll buy it. Or you can just give me a one for free since I thought it. Yeah, just give you free one. Just one. Fine. Give Carl one too. Yeah, I tell you what. Actually, you know what? Won't you just be kind of like Robin Hood and rob? Well, you'd have to rob the somebody. App? Robin Hood app, yes. <laughs> invest in Big Johnson. <laughs> invest in Big Johnson Johnson. It's going to the moon. Big Johnson Johnson. <laughs> big Johnson and little. And, it's just, and the other one's Johnson. It'd be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm yeah, Johnson one's too. One's Big Johnson. The other's Johnson. The other big Johnson like, and Johnson. <laughs> He's like, why can't, why can't I be Big Johnson, too? Or he's just like, I mean, I'm just fine. I mean, I don't know why. Everybody, big, big Johnson and adequate Johnson. <laughs> big Johnson, and it's cold out here. <laughs> it's Big Johnson. I just got out of the pool. I've been growing that show. Just keeps on going. I'll keep talking, Josh. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's a lot easier to do a Q&A whenever there's somebody around. Um, uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I've only listened to most of one episode of Carl's podcast. He's going to eventually listen back to this, and I'm going to feel real bad that I've said that. So I don't know if it's going to be a total Q&A. I, I can use this time. I'll tell you what. I'll use this time to plug my podcast. Uh, it's called Letters from Camp Blood. <laughs> Letters from Camp Blood is a uh, review of classic horror movies uh, from the VHS era, uh, hosted by me and my good buddy Rob Haynes. Uh, we recently, in this past week, uh, we watched Faces of Death, which, by the way, all of us... Uh, of a certain age and a certain scumbag level. Uh, remember that being a movie that just, uh, where people are getting murdered and all this bad stuff. Let me tell you, no person got murdered in that movie. I watched it all. Uh, but here's what happened. Um, plenty, plenty of animals got killed. So for senses of that, stay away from it. But Letters from Cain Blood, we just, we just kind of have fun. You know, we, we do, uh, let's think about it. How's the best way to put it? So if you've ever went and watched a, uh, a movie with your friends and you go out and you have like some pizza afterwards or maybe a beer or something, yeah, that's what we do. We don't always talk about the movie. We talk about the movie somewhat. We do talk about the movie. Uh, so check out Letters from Camp Blood. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at the Josh from T. It's just all plugs now. Oh, boy. I'm bad at filling time right now since we started drinking. I just did a shot of Fernet, um, which is just Uptown Jaeger. Let's be honest. Uh, check me out, the Josh from TN, at all social medias. Uh, Carl, basically, the only thing I did was do my plugs. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I, oh, I yeah. Have to ask about that. Oh, yeah, cool, man. I did it. I, hey, I you, want, you want this go live outside at a bar? I oh, got yeah. to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Eventually, it's going to happen to me, too. Um, yeah, and I just did that shot of Fernet, too, so I'm feeling Ooh, a little bubbly. Okay. A little you know, uptown younger, you know, baby. You know, it's fun. There was a dead fly in the, uh, in the toilet. <laughs> and then, like, the whole time... I was like, oh, dead fly. And I got done, mm-hmm. I flushed it, and it flew away. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you just, did I, did I revive Is that it? a metaphor for what I just did? <laughs> Everybody's like, this podcast is dead in the water. You come back, flew right back. Oh, oh, it takes a little pee. And, uh, just takes a little piss and a little jiggle of the handle. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> you know, we never, we never talked about the bad part. Remember we said... We're going to do uh, two versions of the Pepitone show. Oh, that's Let's right. Let's do the bad version. Oh, here we go. Right. Shoo-wee. 
Oh, wait, wait. One, two, three. Huey. Golly, man. I'll tell you right now. What do you think? I'm glad I retired from comedy. You know, I'm really glad that I didn't put my name on it. So. <laughs> you should be. I'm ridiculed. I'm ridiculed, dude. You realize how many people are just putting signs and stuff in my yard? Yeah. Chad, Chad Ryan's not returning my oh, calls. Chad Ryan moved out of state. Yeah. Eddie Pepitone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what transpired what there. I don't know, man. I thought we were having a good time. Why, you can't say that. You're going to get sued. <sighs> well. Well, they don't listen to this either. Check this out. Bring them all. <laughs> Lawyered up. <laughs> Lawyered up. Lawyered up. Hashtag uncancelable. <laughs> uncancelable. <laughs> no, I, I, I do uh, feel bad that it didn't go well, but, you know, like, everybody in town wasn't rooting for you anyway, so. <laughs> it's true. That's true. You know, I can't blame them. They knew I was going to implode eventually. <laughs> big dog my <mind. laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's big dog bit somebody. <laughs> yeah. So you got to give me a, gotta give me a short lead. Yeah, I bit myself. Yeah. What is it? Uh, dog bites man, not news. Dog bites itself. Oh, that's big news. Is this big dog news? I don't know. Big sure. dog news. It probably could. That should be a podcast. Big dog news. Big dog news. Uh, yeah. I told, uh, so I've had several ideas for yeah. podcasts. Remember there. that one you said to me a few weeks ago? It was like, hey, Carl, let's have a podcast where we <laughs> get drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it. I got yeah. it tonight. Yeah, this is like a precursor. We'll yeah. see how this one does. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how this one does. And 44. We'll, yeah, we'll start destroying Goodbye, our health. 44, dog. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Big dog. We'll just keep on destroying our health just for podcast. We have to do it for the podcast. For the podcast. Isn't that a good excuse? Mm. That's a great excuse. Is it? I mean, just to get drunk. You already have your like, podcast. That is true. Which sometimes I got drunk on. Uh, sometimes How'd I... that go? Um, I think it went fine. It was for a Patreon. Let's talk about your podcast. Uh, we kind of did while you were going to pee. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We already plugged it. Oh, well, then. Yeah. No, we're good, then. Yeah, exactly. No way. How is Rob? Rob? Rob's good? Well, I think Rob's doing pretty well. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, hopefully, he's going to get back into comedy a little bit more. He's in uh, the godless north. Uh, I think it's northwest. Yeah. Northwest Ohio. Okay. So, there's nothing good that goes on. Ooh. It's just corn. It's corn. Imagine that. <laughs> it's just Not corn. the band, either. Going. Not oh, with a K or a backwards R. You were talking about the band. No, no. Oh, are you ready? Um, well, I'm ready. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's a different band. And then bag pops. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of white dudes with dreads and F, yeah. F bombs. Oh, you know. big ones. Big yeah. ones. Did you get into corn? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, again, my, yeah. my friends, uh, Adam Jackson sure. and Brett Williams, you know, in the uh, polarizing classes i was stuck in the middle yeah that's a metaphor for my life i'm always riding the line oh yeah you know? but Ooh. uh uh yeah uh big corn guys back in the day me too you know did you ever get to see them live i did but in college so it was like the follow the leader tour 99 i think me too that's when i got to see them. yeah you weren't in college guess what no i definitely wasn't in college. oh okay <laughs> i never went to college actually i did went through a, a, a anyway you i went drove to, to be a nurse oh dude i've seen so many on the road <laughs> <laughs> you can't <laughs> You saw him on Follow the Leader? I saw him on the Follow the Leader tour. Okay. And I was what some would consider a decent corn fan. I like corn quite a bit. Decent corn fan. Well, I wasn't crazy about him, <laughs> but I also, you know, I was a pretty big fan. You What's know? your favorite record? Uh, dude, that's a pretty big top. CD. Set. What's your favorite CD? Uh, yeah, you could imagine listening to corn vinyl. I guarantee oh. if they released a $200 special edition, some might buy it. No shit. <laughs> Holy moly. I might um, not. You I need know. to be chained up, son. <laughs> It's a I wild man. Chained up. I, was a ch- <laughs> I got my ass. Yeah. Um. So, 
at one point I would tell you it was the first self-entitled debut album. Yeah, it's great, bro. But I don't know. I think Life Cheaty. is Peachy. Keep that second record. one. Dude, that's that's the one. That might be I the agree. best one. I agree. Because like, the first one, they, it was kind of like it got some hokey parts and he sang like uh, the uh, uh, Mr. Rogers theme song yeah, in yeah, certain yeah. parts. And, yeah. And that's when it was, ooh, wah, bah, 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 da, 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 bah, bah. Wasn't that in the first one? No, it's the it's first Life song, not the second one. Okay, well, that one, I'm. you could cut that part out. I like that. I you like do? You like that? Yeah, yeah. He gets pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the second one. But also, and it had Adidas on it. Remember, second, all day yeah. I dream about sex. Oh, um, you know, you know, which also is still how I have to spell Adidas every time I have to think of that acronym. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't spell it otherwise. I My uh, iPod that I have in my mm. car from like 2006, it still works. Huh. But it, but I haven't really? I haven't programmed anything in it since like 2008 or 2009. <laughs> Speaking of corner but, there, hey. but every time it restarts, it goes uh, A to Z, and the very first one is Adidas. <laughs> so like I have to at least hear a little bit of all day long uh, dream about sex. Dude, I wish right now that you had a big enough podcast to Not where all that day long. Could... That would be a Adidas. <laughs> yeah. All day I dream about yeah okay all day long I dream <laughs> but I wish that you could have the intro and outro of that just Adidas just pay corner. for that yeah just pay for that which would be what I want to say well it could be that well it might be oh, oh come on just give me some uh, I did meet the mother one time at a bar I you know I used mo- to be forty four before I did this podcast <laughs> with Josh Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Bum, bum. Uh, I did meet the mom of the newest bass player of Corn and Bar one time really? over here at East Nashville. Wait, yeah. newest bass player? So, Fieldy ain't a bass player no more. Oh. And they all, okay, you guys that don't Christian, know. Christian, didn't they? What's that? Some of them got Christian. Um, I think, okay. I know uh, Fieldy did. And, and oh, Fieldy did. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, oh, I think okay. he did too. Maybe that's why he's not playing. But uh, the guy that, the guitar player, the I other guitar of, player, not Monkey, so Head. Head. So, Head. there's Jonathan Davis, yep. Monkey, which was the uh, guitar player Head Head the other guitar and then Fieldy which is the bass player and, and then, then David the, Silvera and the, the drummer, drummer I never remember his name by the way and then like there's big animosity there but he like runs a restaurant now really yeah huh and like they never tried to get him back so I don't know what kind of oh. animosity that was well I know that a lot of them got on a lot of drugs and shit too well, yeah for sure so I mean well I mean that's rock star stuff is there rock star stuff anymore where people get it strung like out? And then, I don't think there is anymore. Back yeah. then there was. Back then there was like everybody's just it, putting It's weird in their to arms. say back then meaning the 90s, you know? Well, it is for us. It's not. It's wild. Yeah, you want to know? I don't want to give away our age. Well, that would be weird for like our dads in the 90s to be like, isn't it weird to think 70s is classic rock? It's like, no. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard my mom say something like that whenever us. Uh, Aerosmith came on. It was the Ragdoll video. You remember Ragdoll? Ragdoll. Living in a movie. Do, do. Oh, do, 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 so Oh, that, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that video came on, and it's like, I never you know, knew it said Ragdoll. Yeah, it's named Ragdoll. It's the name of the movie. Or name of the movie. Name of the, the video or song. God dang. Good mm. uh, name. Um, it's the Fernet. It's the Fernet talking, man. Mm. That ain't me. That ain't the real me, bro. That's Fernet. <laughs> <laughs> What's our, what's our uh, server? Oh, we're going to get... Oh, you're turning into a Karen. Where is this fucking... Um, no, but I remember my mom watching that with me, and then she was just like, that ain't the Aerosmith I remember. I was like, Mom, they were always talking about fucking. That's what Aerosmith did. That's what rock and roll was all about. It's, even the word rock and roll is like a slang term for banging. So oh, my really? mom, Yeah. You rock and roll in bones, baby. Huh. 
Huh. That's what I, I watched on. I rock and roll all night. Yeah. And party every day. I just thought they were on different sleep schedules. I thought they had like a... <laughs> Working a weird shift. <laughs> yeah, they're just having hard shifts. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys, folks. Yeah. <laughs> the kids just like night shift. So they can party every day. Like, seriously, where, where are they at? They well, forgot. I, I told them before, thing is like every 15 minutes, let's, uh, let's keep going. Well, you just call can't them? trust these people no more. Well, I got to go pee. Okay, I'm going to call them while you're. Uh, don't you dare call them. I'm just going to walk by. Don't call them. Don't be a fucking jerk. Okay. All right, I'll be right back. All right, I'm going to pause it. Can we get you beer? Yeah. Be like, all right, now we're back. <laughs> That's how we do that. <laughs> it's like it never happened. <coughs> Instantaneous. Uh, I, I got a question for you. Sure, and, please. And I, I've been asking this lately. Mount Rushmore of comics. If you had four comics. So, some of these people are getting this wrong. There's four. <laughs> There's four. There's, yeah. There is wrong answers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've read a history book. I'm pretty sure. sure this is true. Okay, yeah. But if you had four comics, who's your Mount Rushmore? Uh, for me personally. Now, this may not be the Mount Rushmore, but my own personal, my own private Mount Rushmore would probably have uh, the ones that influenced me the most, for better or for worse, would be uh, Bill Hicks. Uh, I'm sure that's a stock answer. Uh, David Tell, for certain. Actually, um, both of those have not been mentioned. Okay. Uh, Maybe a tip. Maybe, but I don't think he actually made the cut. I can't remember. I would go uh, Rodney Dangerfield would be my third. Yeah. And then my fourth. Gosh, man. It's hard to just pinpoint one in the fourth. The last, you know, the hardest thing for me, like when I was uh, doing Columbia House back in the day, remember Columbia House? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You'd scotch tape a penny to a magazine page and they give you CDs and expect you to join a club. Yeah. (laughs) What idiots. And then you come up with a fake name, you know, and then you do it. And you send it to your, like, your cousin's address and you go over there and be like, let me know when a box gets there because that's that's all the CDs I stole. All (laughs) these uh, Aerosmith CDs I don't even want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just do it because it offends my mom like we were previously talking about. (laughs) I, I would, like, you can pick seven CDs. I'd pick six immediately. And sure. It would take me all night to find that seven. Yeah, yeah. Because the last choice is the hardest. Exactly. Because that's going to be, that's your big closer, too. That's like the one yeah. that's really supposed to so hit. It's really got to be something. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I, would, I was scouring. I would go to like classical music. I would go to like every genre. I'm like, maybe there's a, a bebop record of that I'm not thinking about right now. <laughs> See, you know? dude, that was such a grunge and metal guy. I was just like, yeah. uh, they're from Seattle, they're from Seattle, they're from Seattle. These guys go boom, 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 boom. Cool. That's the Clean. ones I want. And occasionally a Green Day album. Oh, that's um, fine. That could be your seventh pick. All yeah. right, so who's your four? Okay, so uh, Bill Hicks, because mm-hmm. that's one of the first comedians I was like, wow, comedy can be not just funny, but it can be something bigger. So I don't why, know that's kind of lame. Why do you think Bill Hicks is uh, like a cliche or like a, uh, um, a thing? Because like... I hear conflicting things about Bill. Like, I like him okay, but I, I have friends that really love him. Yeah, sure. And I have a few friends that don't really like him at all, but I think they don't like him because of the hype. It's, it's, the, the hype is one name. of the things. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's what it is. If you go back and you watch some old Bill Hicks stuff, like, I mean, old Bill Hicks stuff, like, he was good. Yeah. He, he had good stage presence. I mean, I think he started when he was, like, 16 yeah, really or something young. crazy. He was younger than Tanner. Yeah, yeah. And, he was, uh, and he was out there, like, you know, jokes. He was riffing well. Uh, he also did, like, the old circuits and stuff where he was going around trying to, like, you know, 
uh, entertain people in the in the old South, not maybe not old South, not like the 1800s or nothing, <laughs> uh, but like back in the 80s and 90s, whenever people just chuck beer bottles at you and stuff, they just wanted to hear yeah. horrible, like, you know, just horribly, like, borderline racist stuff and just, uh, like, super sexual stuff and, you know, gross stuff. And he still could weave some of that gross stuff into, like, a pretty good bit. And then what happened is what makes him kind of cliche is that he had that it wasn't. I don't think it was his last special, but it was second to last special. Revelations. Yeah, I remember that with the fire. With the fire, and he looked like a cowboy. Had and the stuff. cowboy, yeah, had the big duster. It's it's basically the snake eating its own tail, or maybe not the snake eating its own tail. It's probably a bad analogy or wrong analogy for that matter. It's just like you get so big that you just become a parody of yourself. So he's like, I'm a cowboy. It's like, no, you're not. You got it. Tells dick jokes. Mm-hmm. And I, but I get like why he wanted to be that big. And why he wanted to do, like, Sam Kennison did the same thing, where he was just kind of like... And they were friends. Yeah, and they were definitely friends. You know. and, and and Bill Hicks also probably inspired, like, that rant comic. Um, and the, not all rant comics are bad. A lot of them are really, really good. Like, especially, like, you know, upper-level ones. But inspired, like, the person that wasn't trying to write jokes and just got up there, Listen, the government is watching you! And we're all like, yeah. They, we all got the internet. We know that. Yeah. You know? And it's once again, it's not bad to be a rant comic if that's your if that's your thing. That's where you're going down. But it did inspire a lot of people that were not good at comedy just to get up there and holler. And occasionally, mm. occasionally you get like a dude that we had here for a little while in Nashville. God knows where he's at now. A dude named JT. He'd come out, and everybody had a different story about him. Where they were just like, I heard he was a Vietnam vet, and I heard this about him. I heard he lives under the bridge. And all that stuff, what but it's bridge? a dude that he would just come out, no and you would, yeah, that one, you know, the one, and he would just come out, and he always had a different name in different cities, is what I found out. So oh. other people, like somebody was like, oh, I was in New York, that's Donnie, and like, Don, and he was just so he's like, like, he's like, but he was Q, JT here, he's like Q he's, of the he's comedy, like the Q and comic, <laughs> but he would get up there, and his message was always super positive. And he'd have a couple beers, and he would just get up there and be like, listen, everybody, I love America. And he never was trying to make people laugh, but he was coming there just to get people riled up. And people would rile up. Like, he would come off the stage, walk into the middle of the crowd and get people up and just, yeah, like, not use the mic. So sometimes it works for the better way. But I like Bill Hicks because he could craft a joke really, really yeah, well. And sure. he could do all the stuff. Like, he could do everything from like his act outs to the silliness and then he could do the rant so it's something that not everybody could be that multifaceted like there's the Bill Burrs of the world that can do an act out they can do this they can do some voices all that shit but and Bill Burr could too he was you know obviously he died too soon like, Bill Hicks not Bill yeah Burr. Bill Hicks obviously. Yeah, Bill Burr died too soon <laughs> uh, no uh but like, and that's the reason why I really like Hicks is because the first time I heard him, he was doing jokes, and I was like, "Dude, these are some good. These are funny, and they're smart." Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you don't hear funny and smart at the same time, and sure. and that leads me to the next one is Dangerfield. Dangerfield didn't have to be smart; he was just fucking funny, and that just leads you also that you don't have to be this great like mind; you can just be a comedic mind. Mm-hmm. And he was funny; and he had that character. Oh, hey, dude, that hey. character is, is fantastic, like, dude. Like. Talk about half the battle. He could say anything really with that character. Absolutely. But like the jokes were crafted. He understood. Like, he understood between his demeanor, the way he looked, the yep. way he carried himself. He knew so. He could just be funny. And and that just won people over. It won me over. I love it, dude. Very very particular style too, because like uh, you know, I, I, we talked about that too. Uh, and like I'm kind of in that realm right now of 
waking to like write jokes under a specific subject. Sure. And I don't think anybody does it better than him. No, no. You know? uh, also, he did a uh, another reason why I love him is after he made it. He um, and that's back whenever making it was a, a thing. Like yeah. today, it, there's relative terms to making it. You know, now, now it's like what? you get a small the, following. The you special. get a, get the special. Sometimes you get a special. Well, back then it was get a special. Back then it was get on Carson, have him bring you over to the well, couch yeah, or whatever. Always Carson, you know, years, yeah. and all that stuff. And but now, now I believe you know you kind of make your own thing. Like so, you with your podcast, this can blow up, and did people know you as Carl Roberts III mm. from this podcast? But, and then but they see me do stands like, oh, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard people say that about a, certain podcasters and shit. Like, oh, I love his podcast stand-up. No. Oh, God. And I was just like, but you still like the dude. Yeah. You still like this chick. I mean, why not just be into everything they can be, you know? Um, right. But, um, oh, shit, where was I at with that? Dangerfield, uh, making your own bones. Oh, yeah, yeah, making it. So, back then, making it, like, he was in movies. He was making millions of dollars, or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars for the time. So he, the first thing he wanted to do was help younger comics that he believed were trying. That's right, and he had those so specials. Yeah. He had those specials. He had Evening at Dangerfields. Yep. He had Evening at Dangerfields, and also he would pay you to write him a one-liner. So you could literally uh, write, put it in an envelope, from what I've heard. I don't know how true this is. Put it in an envelope, mail it to him. He would mail you back a check. He would buy that joke from him. How much was it? Yeah. Uh, it just depended on the joke, I think. <laughs> uh, there was one dude, and I heard him on a podcast, an older guy. I think it was on Marin's podcast, and I listened to this probably because I hadn't listened to Marin in a long time. So let's say this is at least seven years ago. This guy was like, one of the first times I got paid to write a joke it's like, it was Dangerfield, and I remember the joke. The, the joke was like, hey, I'm getting old, you know? I'm getting old. You know how old I am? He's like, I took a stroll next to the, how do you put it? I took a stroll next to the graveyard and two guys with shovels chased me. <laughs> and that was the joke. And Dangerfield like mailed him like a $15 check or something and wow. bought that off of him. And that guy was just like, hell yeah, I yeah, can do this. You know, yeah. it's a big deal, man. And his name was Cody Marley. His name was Cody Marley. He's awesome. <laughs> Dude, he might be, he might be on my Mount Rushmore. If I had like, I'd have to have like yeah. an entire Mount, not just that one face. Like it'd have to be an encompass. Actually, yeah. there's a lot of like local comics. I was going to do another it. one, but like, I'm going to do a Nashville comic one next, but yeah. now I want the fourth guy for the first for the first uh, Mount Rushmore. You gave me three. Where's the fourth? Um, I thought I said a fourth. No. Dang it. I wish I had a fourth. No. It's just three. Um, let's see. No, it's too late. <laughs> Dang it. Maybe I you did have a fourth and we I think I, I think we did. Okay. I, I'm not positive. No, I guess we'll have to just totally edit. <laughs> no, I'm not editing. This is all... Uh, <laughs> Except for the pee break, where I paused the pee break. That one time. That's oh, it. the pause. That's Sorry it. To, okay, yeah, well, that's all the dirty. It's totally fair. Oh yeah. Do you have a uh, scars Nash- and warts and all? Do you have a national comedy uh, uh, top four? Do I have a national of all time, oh, dude? Do you realize this is how I just make people mad at me? Right? Good. Well, um, yeah. So I'm gonna say their names real quick. But this is uh, you gotta agree with every one of those, right? Oh, dude, every especially the first one because that they just. Yeah. Dude, kill. You guys didn't hear him. It was Carl Roberts the third. <laughs> it was all, it was three of them was Carl Roberts. <laughs> one, two, and three. And the fourth one was the the Carl Roberts the fourth that is being conceptualized. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, Maybe at a corn concert. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> What's his name? It starts with a P. <laughs> it's it's with a Y. And the middle is a naval vessel we call the USS. Yeah, I think on that note, I think we're gonna end it. I think we did it. We did it, dude. Is that a podcast? Be honest with you, I'm proud of us. Okay, well. It is against all odds. Here, should we do a, like a cheers towards right, the end? Cheers. All right. I'm sure people would love to hear two 
glasses clank together. There it is. All and right. That's, and that's how you podcast, that's kids. How you podcast. So if y'all want to grow up one day and start podcasting the right way, first of all, you need a buzz. Uh, you need a hot summer night where you sweat out most of the booze that you're drinking, because I have. Dude, I'm moist. I can't say that word. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude, I am wet. Okay, I like that. That's better. <laughs> yeah, W-H-E-T. <laughs> wet. And you need to hang out at a bar on a <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah, it is a Sunday. <laughs> What day is it? <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you uh, probably tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, thanks for having me. This is a fucking blast. All right, man. <laughs> Josh Lewis, the big dog. <laughs> guys another episode in the bag man appreciate the big dog josh lewis for hanging out with us and appreciate you for hanging out with the badum ching with carl now out there on most things you know apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify wherever you found it you're in the right place man click that subscribe click that like give us a review let us know how we're doing tell your friends Tell your neighbor's friends, tell your grandpa, tell your grandma's friends, man. Spread the word, spread the love. Man, uh, I got surprises in the future. I don't want to give them away yet, but uh, keep on checking in with us. As always, we love you. And I got one more thing for you. Check this out. See you later.